0: Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your hosts Chris and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you could follow us on Twitter at LiftoffJets. You could file Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You could follow myself at CP7NY. And you could also find our podcast wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. And you could also find us at SportsWire Radio, which is located at sportsinarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Price at Thomas Price 2017 for all the scheduling because there's other great shows, not just ours, but ours, of course, is a great show. So, uh, Charmin, what's up, man? Another tough loss for us.
1: Yeah, another another tough loss. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean... The season is the season has basically devolved into this, uh, uh you know, um, you know, I okay, basically it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. It, it kind of kind, it of, kind of is a mess, and and I think and I think personally, I the narrative is, I think the narrative. By a lot of people, especially the media in general, as to hop on the fact that the Jets are failing again, which they, which is, which is low hanging fruit. Um, this is news anyway, right? Because that's what the Jets do, right? Right. In the last decade and change, that's what they do: they lose and they, and you know, they fall apart. So now everybody's like, "Well, yeah, we go again," you know. Oh, why? How do are you mess? You messed the quarterback up. Oh, you messed this up. Oh, you should have done this. Oh. Now, I don't think anyone, and not me or Chris, I don't think we would ever make excuses for any um, any situation the Jets have. Um, we are fans of the Jets, but we also sit here every week, and if they're wrong, we tear them apart. Um, so we, we don't have any qualms about exposing the Jets for any mistakes they make. Um, but I will say this. Um, I I think I've said it to Chris before offline. I think I've even seen it, said it on the show too. I think we're playing with house money and, and and people every I I totally understand wanting to go to the playoffs, especially when you know you haven't been in the playoffs as long as we have. It goes without saying I want the Jets to go to the playoffs so badly, right? Mm-hmm. And but then you have to sit down and ask yourself, why? Why do you want that? Is, what does that accomplishment mean to you as a fan so much? You know, Because we have issues as a team. The Jets have issues as a team. And it has taken longer all season to be exposed like a lot of teams um there's other teams in the NFL that were doing so well in the first half the first three quarter of the season but now they're being exposed i think more more and more as the season had been drawn out you start seeing teams weaknesses exposed and i think one of them um has been our offensive line um i think Chris and i were talking about this earlier this week and next and and my my point was that the jets lost their left starting left tackle, had to replace him, right? Was mm-hmm. was starting a brand-new left guard, But yes, he played in the system before. But let's be real, he's playing with brand-new guys that he had never played before. Even if he has an advanced knowledge of the system, he's playing with guys that only had a year in the system. That's significant. The right guard, the the guy that we knew was basically the how how would I say it? He was the one that calmed the seas on the offensive line. The young kid um, that was a what is he a sophomore? That was his yeah. second year in the NFL. You can
0: make an argument that AVT was our was our MVP early in the season.
1: Oh, oh my God, man! <laughs> You know, like... And we lose that guy.
0: Right, that was huge.
1: You know, we lose that guy. And let's be real. When the Jets lost AVT, did the Jets take a big step back? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, but, no. But, all right, no. But they, they, right. They never really suffered any really... Not until, you didn't see it... Right, go ahead. Not until
0: Hall got hurt. That's when we started seeing things really start to fall apart, I thought. Because... Well, Hall, I think, made up for a lot of mistakes. But um, I thought after Hall left, that's Hall. when our running game went down. Wait, wait.
1: I'm, I'm confused. Hall?
0: Brees Hall. Oh, I'm The sorry. running back. <laughs> because he was still running well up until he got hurt. Yeah, And AVT was gone by that. You know, long gone before that.
1: Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> because his 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 vision and his speed and his running style kind of probably made up for a lot of the yeah, that that's what already, I mean. That was on the line. Yeah, and and I think and I think with him going down, still after he went down, even if the line was, even if the they were the Jets were being exposed up front, it wasn't as glaring. Instantly, right. it took a couple games, and then you started seeing it. It kind of almost like it was. It wasn't like ripping a bandaid off. It was like slowly taking it off. And but when it happened, it happened. Almost like we should have seen it coming, right? Um, so this is not an excuse, but I don't think in any way, shape, or form should we be thinking, you know, that that you know, this is doom and gloom, holy hell kind of situation for the Jets, in my opinion. We're still way ahead of where we're supposed to be, you know yes, it is disappointing that Zach Wilson has not turned into what we thought he was going to be. And um, before I go move on to Zach Wilson, I I want to also talk about the fact that on that same offensive line, we changed left tackle how many times? Right tackle how many times? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, man. So, yes, there are things that got in the way of there being... uh, um, a consistent answer to what was ailing the Jets. And because of that, yes, it didn't happen instantly, but then it did happen. And this is the, the issue of it. The, the the problems I'm talking about is the exact reason why Mike White is not the quarterback right now with three fractured ribs or whatever the hell it is. Because, yeah. because these issues basically came to a head specifically in the game when he got hurt. You know, because if we had AVT, if we had those guys that we started out from the, from the beginning with that, I in, I think it would have been impossible for to have such a bad block in there. You understand no. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Right. So, so this, so this part of it, <clears throat> we have to come to terms with. That's one thing. Right. Before I even, because I think we was, we we're going to speak to the Zach Wilson issue. I yeah, want to speak, but, yeah, but I but I but I want to speak about the Mike LaFleur issue because I think I think the whole thing where people are attacking Mike LaFleur as some kind of he doesn't know what he's doing, so on, so on, so on so forth. Let's be real. Right? There's a if you study offenses enough in the NFL and I watch a lot of different games, like Chris Chris will tell you, at least seven of those games every week I watch from top to bottom and I kind of browse through the film catching moments you know things that I think that that would be you know relevant for us to discuss you know so I watch other offenses all the time and everybody acts like the jets are the only offense in the NFL that where a play caller calls horrible plays or a mixture of horrible plays or or misses opportunities to call better plays and all that stuff no <laughs> no. And even, even on good offenses, I'm not talking about great offenses. I'm talking about good offenses. Some of the offenses that we think are good, there's missed calls all the time. There's plays that they call that are horrible. There's execution issues. So this is not something that's just a Michael problem. Even with him just being two years into his career as an offensive coordinator, He has issues like any other offensive coordinator has. Now, what makes it more pronounced is Zach Wilson. Because when you have a quarterback that just cannot do the basics, you have a major issue. Again, we we keep revisiting the whole issue about what offense, offense relies on rhythm. Offensive lines rely on rhythm. Everything about offense is about rhythm the play calling has to has a have a rhythm to it you call plays for a reason you call uh a, a split zone run because you because you've probably seen that the defensive line is you know they 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 kind of weak at a certain spot so you want to kind of take advantage of that right so you start hitting them there so you call a couple of that couple of times just to fill it out to see if they will adjust, right? So you call split zone, right? Right. You get like three yards, split zone. You get another, you get four yards. You're like, ah, cool. All right, boom. You call you call a third down play that you had already kind of had in your game. You know, for third down, you call that boom first down, right? So you go split zone again. Team eats it up. You you lost a yard, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, and. Eh. You know, you're like, you know what? There was this other weakness we knew they had. We're going to play this one. Now we're going to call it outside because we know tendency of this linebacker to kind of have an issue kind of setting the edge, right? So we're going to eat up the edge on that play. So, boom, we go outside, right? We get 15 yards on a run. Oh, Oh, my God, we're doing so well. Go back, right? Split zone, Right? Boom, we get three out. We're like, yeah, man, they still that weakness is still there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm just talking about run plays. I'm not talking about pass plays because the pass plays work out the same way. You look for weaknesses or chinks in the armor of a defense and you try to exploit it. Or you try to use your strengths against their weaknesses. Right. Right? Of course. That's what an offense is. So if I'm calling something that is um, similar in a pass game to what I was saying, what is the split zone run, right? Mm-hmm. And my quarterback can't even complete that specific throw, which is probably the most basic of throws. What happens to my rhythm? What do I call? So now the thing that I'm trying to attack, I can't do it. I have to find multitude a mul- a multiple ways to get him to get to that point. Where we're exploiting what the defense does, that makes my job ten times harder, because this is a this is homework that I've done all week or for the last couple months to put together this fill this 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 set of plays to exploit this defense. But this kid can't complete a slam, and he can't complete a bubble screen. What am I do? Like it's mm-hmm. it's in it's incredibly difficult to do. So if Michael Floyd has looked worse than than he's supposed to be. There's reasons for that. Now, I'm not saying Michael Floyd is Jesus Christ in the the or the next the other uh, coming of 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 you know.
0: No, he's going to have his he's going to have his faults. Obviously, he's right? Not it's only his second year as a as a play caller, so it's, Ex- exactly. That's so, but, but that's part of that. Would be for me. Like, mm. if you want to go back to the beginning, right. why you would hire a first-time coordinator to to develop your number two overall pick, right? Quarterback. Now, if they if there was a veteran, if we had a veteran quarterback, if we didn't mm. have Zach Wilson, if we had name whatever veteran you, you want, but if we right. had a veteran quarterback and we brought the kid in, if we brought in LaFleur I don't think anybody would bat an eye. I don't think it would even be an issue right now, right. but I think that adds to the uh, oh, like oh, he's messing. Like that's why I think fans turn on him right away because oh, look at because this, he's like, young, right? Because right. he's young, he doesn't know what he's doing,
1: right? But right. but that's not we. But we know that's not the issue though, right? To me, the only real. I,
0: I'll be honest. I got mm. probably maybe one or two issues with him, but they're not really issues to me. Like mm. you see, like we've seen, like. Berrios,
1: right? Right. Oh, yes. Play. Yes. So that I think that yeah, we got to put that in his bread basket. He got to got to eat that one. I agree with you. For me it's the, personal. They, yep. I will get I will get the ball to
0: you. I would say get the ball to more and more, obviously, right? And uh-huh. he did that the first year. That's what to me doesn't make sense. I don't know I don't know what happened. Obviously, you know, the asking for a trade, that probably, you know, that probably added to some stuff and whatever, but I hope not. I right, hope I hope not because, either, but because I then think
1: so. because then if you're being if you're being petty, then then I would have an issue with that. You do your job. To you, me, that's what it looks like, but job. I hope it's so, not it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 nobody knows if that's it or not. You know, they then you're just reaching for stuff that you have no clue what's going on. So right, he went weeks so, without touching the ball. Right. Right. And, and he's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> and, and, and 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 I'll be real with you, I'll give you the reasoning for me, right? Because there were things about Elijah Moore's game that bothered me this year. Right? And 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 I think Salah kind of spoke to it a little bit where he said that Elijah Moore was not himself. And it was true. His body language changed. You could see it on the sideline. He wasn't happy anymore. He was always sullen. Um he didn't he 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 didn't speak with that energy and laughing like he normally did. And he showed in games. It showed that he was kind of lax in the way he ran his routes. Um, particularly, I think there was a game where, I can't remember which game it was off the top of my head, where he basically caused an interception because he ran his route to the wrong depth. Right. So, so it was like, if you're going to show off, show out of my play calling, when you know what you're supposed to do or you don't do it, then what am I supposed to do with you? Yeah. If you're not going to run the right depth and then you're making your quarterback look bad, what am I supposed to do with you? I think oh. the I think <laughs> I think the the more he he became, he returned to the to the Elijah Moore they knew, they could trust, the more targets he got. Because again, we, the, again this is going to sound like excuses, but I truly think that they were doing what they thought were, was right with Elijah Moore. They were trying to get him to get in tune with what they were doing because he wasn't early in the season. And, but I will tell you one thing. If there's one thing we're going to have, I think I have an issue with um, Michael Fleur and the offensive staff is their use of personnel. And I agree with you with that. They were too slow to move into the two tight end packages. Right. Mm-hmm. They waited until I don't know the I don't know I can't remember I think I have it somewhere in my notes um, that they waited until week whatever to start really pound running those two tight end packages right. They're too slow into using the tight ends more as receivers, right? Yep. They're too slow in convert convert or con converting the use of. Bax and barriers from a, an actual wide receiver that you're gonna give targets to to just a guy because that's what he is. Give Elijah Moore the touches this guy is getting. This guy is not on Elijah's more Elijah Moore's level at all. Yep. What are you doing? <laughs> you understand. Again, like I said, I understand if Elijah Moore earlier in the season wasn't there mentally, right? But he's here now. Right. Take those touches away from this dude. What do you call backside slants with freaking Braxton Barrios? Are you out of your mind? I don't, That's the part that I – like I said, that
0: one. And here's the other part that you could add to it that I, at least I know I have an issue with. Not an issue, but you could question it. Like you see how Zach – is not making the easy throws, right? He's not making the easy screen pass or whatever it is, right? Those are the passes he's missing. Now that's to me is teachable, right? Cause it's, it, it's timing. It's just whatever. It's just easy stuff to teach because he makes throws. Zach Wilson makes throws that are just ridiculous. And we have seen it on display in this last game. If you never, if here's the thing, I think I told you this too. If somebody never seen Zach Wilson play, and only went by what they've heard on the radio or what they've seen on social media about how the people are describing him you got it all in that on this last game against Detroit because he made unbelievable throws that you could probably count on easily just on one hand how many quarterbacks in the league can make those throws and that's what makes him special problem is he can't throw the easy throw you know he can't make the easy throws and that's the problem and to me that goes back to for me, it goes back to coaching. Like, this is his second year. I know the games, he hasn't had two full seasons. He's only had 21 games now, I think, he's played. So that has a lot to do with it. I think that, to me, I'm going to give the – I'm just correcting myself here. <clears throat> with the games that he's missed, Zach Wilson, that has hurt his progress in developing, right? So I, I that's the part where we have to throw that in. Because he has missed games, not just for the benching, but last year he got hurt. This year he was hurt to start the season, and I think that affects the progress, his progress in developing into a quarterback. Because he makes throws that I'm telling you, you you could probably you could probably name them right now how many can make that throw? Couple of those throws that he made at, in the game. So that for me is a problem. We have to see him develop better and. I think seeing a young kid, not a young kid, but you see a young coordinator, his first year. Now his second year. You know, you think, ah, oh, we had the wrong guy. Maybe we should have got a veteran to.
1: But to every help him other with. quarterback, but every other quarterback other than Zach Wilson has flourished in this offense. Right. Exactly. So, but the they're only, all veterans the too, only, Right. But all and veterans. That, <laughs> that's true. You're right. But the but the but the issue with Zach Wilson is not something where I would blame. Michael for four. No, I'm not blaming Mike. Him. Not right. And and that's the thing. If, if, if the, the youth of the, 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 um, the offensive coordinator is an issue, I don't see where that is because, okay. I saw, I saw, and an, I saw an argument on, on, on Twitter about, about how he wasn't, Oh, they should have called more plays of him rolling, rolling out of the pocket. I don't understand Like people, a lot of people watch football, but a lot of people just don't understand how football works. There's things about football. You cannot take quarterbacks and roll him out 10 times a game. You're going to, you're taking the risk of him getting smashed. And Zach Wilson is not Justin Fields. And look at what happened to Justin Fields. He's knee injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small, he's a smaller guy. You're exposing him to freaking linebackers that read that. Read it. Don't go for the Okie doke. And Zach Wilson is wide open on the in the field, exposed to a dude that's gonna splash the crap out of him. Yes, they did it twice. They got away with it. Count your hey, count your lucky stars. This is not an offense where you wanna you wanna have him constantly rolling out like that in my opinion you do it once in a while and they did but let's get this correct no but you can't do it multiple multiple... because the more you do
0: it then the the team is going to be look. the defense is going to be looking for it and then it's not going to work right yeah Right, that's what I, I'm saying. Like, I understand. You can't keep running the same play because eventually they're going to be like, "Oh, okay, he's rolling out." So, <laughs> like, I, I think the more you do it, the more they'll see it, and the more they'll they'll look for it. So, I, I don't, you know. So on that point, I I, I get what you're saying. I you, you're gonna you're gonna leave him out there exposed, and eventually, yeah, he's gonna get crushed, and then he's gonna be out for six games because he's got a broken rib, like like Mike White has now. So I don't know, but I, I, I get what you're saying. And and I get the frustration on both sides because I think the, I think it's, it's just the youth of the team itself. That's, that's my honest opinion. I think we're, and we've developed defensively so much that, and some of the offense has developed too, that, you know, like when you look at it, um, Everybody's developed at a at a higher speed than our quarterback, unfortunately. And then when Mike White came in, that that threw out that threw a, a bigger wrench into the whole thing. So but um I think we lost hold on. I just think with Zach Wilson, he's progressed slower than the rest of the team, right? Unfortunately. Yes. And and, and that's and but unfortunately the quarterback has to be the one that's progressing quicker or as yeah. quick as everybody else. So yeah, he's the and, one holding his back right now.
1: And the craziest thing about it is I think I think your point of the fact that he could make all these splash plays, right? Um that that is what they saw in college and they figured they could, hey, all we need to do is ch- teach him how to do the basics on of pocket passing. And he could get it. And I made the point online too that you have a quarterback that that they touted as having remember they were they they they, they said how he could you know he, he could get all this in he keeps all this information in his head. He's a film junkie, all that stuff, right? Yep. Um you take all that compared with an athletic guy that could make all these splash plays and he has a very compact release. He does, you know he does. That ball gets out when that kid has his mechanics in in line, his feet corrected. He's very accurate, and the ball comes out as quick as some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The problem with Zach Wilson is when he gets in his head. The he either he does these things where he he either cannot get off his first read, and then once he's he's gets stuck to the first read so long that he has to run off the, he he, he has to kind of bail the quarter, the, out of the pocket, which, again, I keep telling people all the time, these plays that quarterbacks make out of the pocket, hey, it's all well and good, but they're not something that substantial. I mean, I don't, not substantial, but it's not something that you want to keep going back in the well to grab because it's not something that's going to be there all the time. Right. It's gonna hurt you more than it helps. Trust me. You everybody knows there's there's only a couple guys in the NFL that get away with playing that way, and we know watching them how stupid it looks because it, it's not real. <laughs> when Patrick Mahomes does what he does, there's nobody else that could do that. So you don't want court, you don't want your quarterback out there. You want him in the in the protection of his pocket. That's why they create what you call a pocket. So the quarterback could move freely in it. He has to learn how to maneuver within the pocket and get to his second and third reads because when he does, he's very good. Unfortunately, he does not. And because he doesn't, there's no, there's no decisiveness in his read. When Mike, the difference is with one of the biggest difference between him and Mike White is the ball. Once Mike White has seen and read what he sees and understands what he sees, the ball is out immediately. There's no second guessing what he saw. Zach has not allowed that to happen, or he hasn't arrived at that. Now, I don't know if he ever will.
0: That's the big question, right? Because going into the offseason, you got Mike White is going to be a free agent, and you got Zach Wilson. He'll be going into his third year. So... I I, listen. That's a whole other question mark. So we don't have to get into that. But you could see it like (laughs) in this last game, right? This last game was it was a perfect example of why you got the split, uh, the split on all the fans. Either they they think, oh my god, look at this guy, he makes these great throws. We got to keep him. He's got so much potential. And then you got the other half saying, this guy can't even make the easiest throws in the world. He's missing so many easy throws. So,
1: but you know what? That was the that I think is teachable.
0: That's 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 where I think is pretty amazing, right?
1: Is you know that... what the cra- the craziest thing? Not to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off no, because okay. I okay. want to just kind of end. I kind of I want to link my point to what you just said a while ago. The you know what the Lions' game plan was on defense? The Lions' game plan on defense, far as I saw, was to dare Jets quarterback.
0: To right, load the box up. They, they loaded the box. The up, Jets couldn't run running. the
1: ball because there was too many guys in the box. Right. There was more, more guys in the box than they could block. And they wanted the Jets quarterback. To, so, so you're telling me that the quarterback was getting the matchups that he wanted and he just could not hit them. He just could not hit them because he had to be decisive. A lot of those open routes had to be stuff where he would Back foot hit ball out, right? That's what those reads were supposed to be, because again, when you're talking about that many guys in the box, you're gonna have space outside to throw the ball. You're gonna have space over the middle to throw the ball if you if you're decisive enough, right? So listen, I, and 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 to me again, I I think I think on. I've had that issue too with Michael LaFleur, where I think he goes away from the play-action game a little bit too much. And I know that they kind of suffered this issue the week before that, where they were taken advantage of um, by the by the um, who was it they played the week before? With Mike White got injured. Um, Buffalo. They were taken right. They were taken advantage of by Buffalo because you know they kind of found some kind of chink in the in their blocking when it comes to play action. And they kind of exploited it. Fine, um, but man, to not call any or call very little. Even if when the game is not, when the run game doesn't work, you don't need the run game to call play action, right? You know. So I mean, there's there's so many so many things going on here, and some people are you know listen. Let Let's be real, Jets fans. Um, at this point. I'm my, I'm of the opinion that yes, um, things have kind of come to kind of a, a you know a crawl and a, a, it's a mess and 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 people are calling out our coaches. Would, you know, there's quarterbacks on Monday Night Football saying talking about Salah has messed up the quarterback. He didn't have a plan for Zach, which is incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Who says that the Jets didn't have a plan for Zach Wilson? When was the last time have you you seen the Jets? People were all over the place talking about how great the Jets draft was and how much weapons and how many players they got and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden you're on the same television show where you said that and (laughs) you're saying that the Jets didn't plan for Zach Wilson. What are you talking about?
0: You know what? Fortunately or unfortunately, both sides, we could say it this way, is that every game now with us since the defense is playing so well that we're going to be in every single game. They're going to keep us in the game. So now one or two plays is going to determine the outcome of of the game, right? And unfortunately, we made the mistake on on special teams and you could start with the punter Brandon Man, that's a whole other issue, right? That guy uh, cut oh we should have a, another punter in. So the punt return for a touchdown whenever it's a close game a special team score is usually going to determine it right it's usually going to come into play in a tight game like this and obviously it does, it did and then it goes back to the 4th and 1 right the 4th and 1 play where <laughs> you know the 51 yard bat, you know that was just oh my god 4th on and 1 and then yep. the other mistake and this was more on this was more on solar was the timeouts right the timeouts on on that final drive I mean, you got to call the timeout. He yep. had three chances to call a timeout and he didn't. The first down, when he got sacked, he should have called a timeout. He wasted like 16 seconds right off the bat, right there. Number That's two a lot of on time. The, yeah, on the what, the third and whatever it was, the third and 20 or 17, whatever play it was. And he made the completion, called the timeout there. He didn't call it. So he wasted all that time again. And then on the next play, hey. on the, the next throw,
1: catch. He still, mm-hmm. didn't a time time out. Out. still didn't call the timeout. Still didn't call the timeout. Yep. He didn't call the timeout. That's out. on him. Like Thirty seconds, right? That's on him. Right. That's on him. And what, that's on him, man. Well, and, hey, and, my and, question and, to you. Go ahead. Why didn't Why didn't a player call a timeout?
0: Players are allowed to call a timeout. Why didn't someone say, "Wait, this is ridiculous. We got to call a timeout."
1: I don't know. Right. <laughs> I wish I had the answer. I wish I had the answer to this one. I wish too. <laughs> um. Yeah, because I think because at some point, right, somebody has to like take the because if we if we talk about how much i think i think the, the i think that kind of this whole question kind of leads to another point that i wanted to make too um i know a lot of people always want to get rid of uh Cory davis i think in a in a position like this a, a a more uh seasoned player like Corey davis would have been would have had their heads up to kind of run to the sideline or say, yo, 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 let's call a timeout, whatever. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Um I agree. So, somebody, somebody should have. right. And and he would be the guy who would be the go-to in my opinion. If it wasn't him or this or, or our center, um I think I think that was the person that would normal that would do something like that. That would, right. you know, you know, go to the coach or signal to the coach, hey coach, call a timeout or whatever. Um because again I, I know that a lot of people have killed the Jets coaching staff for their rigidity, but I think this season showed that they're more flexible than people give them credit for. Um, I don't, I I don't think that. I think, I think they have an issue with being rigid. Yes. Cause I think they believe in their systems and the, the and what they've put together and kind of going against it or kind of manipulating it a little bit, kind of, you know, kind of laughs in the face of all the hard work they've done to put them together. And I understand that to a point, but you have to allow for flexibility. You have to, you know, you have to understand that. And, and, and as much as I criticize that, I do believe they have, but I think they should allow themselves to do more. Um, but but that's all, that's all in the learning phase, man. Um, Robert Sala's not been a head coach for a very long time. And having a gaffe like he did, to me, comes with the territory of being only a head coach for two years. You know. Um, am I disappointed that he that something that simple that he couldn't figure it out? Of course I am. You know, but I'm not gonna not say that that is it is his fault and he should bear the brunt of the 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 on the the for it, you know but i'm not going to be also be out here murdering him for it either you know because i thought you know i'm disappointed yes you could do better than that man you know better than that Absolutely. Um, but but well, again i think that's a learning experience for a head coach that i think that in i think in more conversations that we have is a more is a positive there's more positive about him then there's negative in my opinion. Yeah,
0: definitely. No, it, listen, sometimes the inexperience is going to show. And yes, un- unfortunately, it showed um, this week. So now, okay, we're not officially out of the playoffs yet. So we still got a shot, but now now we need help. Now it's not about winning, you're in. You know, now you got to win and get some help from, uh, from other teams losing. So, but we're now we're playing on Thursday night, we're playing against a team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are on a roll. And now, if they win, they're in. If they win the rest of their games, they're in the playoffs. They're going to win their division because they still got to play Tennessee, who got really bad news. Um, it looks like um, Tannehill's going to be out the rest of the year. But um, so, what's your thoughts on this Jacksonville team coming into our coming into our Thursday night matchup with, with them?
1: Better team than the year the team they were last year, man. Almost oh, definitely, um, your your boy. Uh, Peterson has done a great job in kind of uh, corralling them, um, getting them getting them all this, that youth um, and exuberance and getting kind of streamlining it to more positivity. Um, I like the way that they play and their attitude, but they have a lot of inexperience. And because of that, week, week in and week out, you just don't know which team will show up. Right. Um, there's times that they play and they, they, because of the amount of talent they have, because they do have a lot of talent, they shine. And sometimes they just look horrible. Um, so you, uh, you you just don't know. The one thing I know for sure is that their quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence, looks the part of the first round, first overall yeah. pick. <laughs> he, he does. He, he, he will have a bunch of plays every game where you're like, yep, that's the guy. You know, and and I knew you did not see that at all last year, and everybody blamed him for it. Well, uh, uh yeah, let's hit all of that and put it at the fit at a one, at the one called what's his name, which I won't mention because he's a horrible coach.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the one thing I'm gonna
0: add to this game is that the weather is gonna be really bad, right? It's uh, to be rainy,
1: windy. Yeah. So yeah, my my son actually <laughs> asked me because he's in town. He's like, um, do you want to go to the game? And I'm like, bro. No. (laughs) I'm like, I know you I know you came all the way from from Colorado and you're over here. I mean, let you want to go to a bar, yeah. I was gonna say go
0: to a bar, that might be easier.
1: (laughs) But I ain't gonna stand in the rain all night after a long day at work, not happening. No. Um, (laughs) I, I think
0: that's gonna and and the injury report. This is another thing. You got Jeff Smith is gonna be out, not that he's a key player, but you got Jeff Smith and Denzel Mims at wide receiver, both going to be out for this week. Sheesh. And, you Man. know, Brendan Echols has been out, Mike White, obviously. Uh, Joyner is still questionable. Uh, but Zonovan Knight looks like he's going to play, and Quentin Williams looks like he's going to play. They both they both fully practiced uh, on Wednesday. So that, to me, looks like they're going to play.
1: That's good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bam, Knight, <laughs> Bam Knight, in my opinion, got slowed up a little bit because of that small injury that kind of Nick that he had during the game
0: yeah
1: um but again like we said we spoke about the reason why that run game wasn't working that much um but but I think I think having Quinin back is a big 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 deal man really, oh, yeah really big deal that was a um, you saw that. that yeah you oh I think it shone, I think it also shone a light on on certain players that I think We just know, hey, this is what he is. Like Carl Lawson. Yes, Carl Lawson is getting paid $15 million. But Carl Lawson is not a $15 million player. Not right now. This is not him. He is not an impact edge rusher. And he was silenced. Yes, he's playing one of the better left tackles in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. Yes, he is. But for him to be silenced the way he was, man, I don't know you know didn't it's almost the first like game either. yeah and the craziest thing is you know with Quinn and out like the only other guy that was showing something i, I mean you saw Shepard do a little something um the only other guy that was doing something was uh um, what's his name the the other, the, um, the kid that plays edge sometimes as interior sometimes man man jf i'm, I'm yeah, uh, Frank and Myers. Yeah, um, that was it, you know. And everybody else was just so quiet. It, it, it was, you know, it just, it just basically kind of showed you how much he, how important Quinton Williams oh, yeah. was on that line. So yeah, going forward, I'm hoping that he could stay healthy. I'm hoping he's a hundred percent. Yeah, no,
0: we we definitely need him. That that's a he's he's a player that's. You you can't replace him. He's an irreplaceable player on, on the team. Yes. There's
1: would, he's would, probably you think, the only player. Did you think that he would be saying that about a defensive tackle?
0: <laughs> no. I, I you know what? After the first couple of years, I thought, all right, he's a pretty good player, but not not to this extent. Now he's just become, you know, you could you could put him right up there with the best tackles in the league. Yeah, this year,
1: this year. Oh yeah. yeah. This year he's up there with everybody. So yep. I think they
0: gotta he, they definitely gotta take care of him after this year for sure. I agree. Locked yeah. up man and but um all right so I think it's going to be interesting because the weather is going to throws a humongous wrench into this game uh, because you know that kind of it it kind of gets rid of the the passing attack and not that that that's our strength right against the pass. So <laughs> now you add that the rain and the wind I'm gonna uh, be, it's going to be it's probably going to be a low scoring
1: yeah nasty yeah. gnarly who can yeah. run the
0: ball better? Yeah. You know, that type of game, and who's gonna stop the run better. <laughs> so uh that's
1: I, what it yeah, that's what it is.
0: I, I mean, I hope I obviously I I want us to win, and I think we will win, but Jacksonville, they're on a tear of late. And like you said, though, yeah. it could go one way well. or the other with them because they're they're yep. a young team, also. But we'll see. I think it's gonna be an interesting game. I I think we'll pull it out though. Like a 17 14 game, maybe.
1: Yeah. Low scoring game, Low scoring. not a game. Yeah. Wow. The the one thing that would really change this game is if for sport the first time this season. The Jets that's not the first time for the season, but the first time in a while, they just start getting turnovers. They really do need those, man. Yeah. They really've been as a defense been lacking in on getting the turnovers that they need. And and so Especially It'll be important that they do that. Oh. Fumbles,
0: it feel, I feel like they uh. never get a
1: fumble. Like, they could be on top of it and they'll them <laughs> out. It, know? it makes absolutely no sense when you see no. the way it happens. Like, the ball is right there. Just get right. it. Like, just, just
0: <laughs> fall on it. Don't worry. So, all right. Yeah, so we got an interesting game. I think, it's, I think it's a lose, and we're probably done for the playoffs. But here's the other thing quickly before we get into the games the rest of the week. I, I think it's great that we're at least playing – a meaningful game here late December. This is what we wanted. I think every jet fan had wanted, every jet fan wanted this before the season started. Like just make us in the hunt, at least for a playoff spot in late December. So we're not thinking, all right, what position are we drafting in? Who You know, like we're already (laughs) mock draft, right? Like I don't see any mock drafts out there. No,
1: none. Thank I haven't (laughs) seen one. (laughs) They'll
0: start. They're going to start soon, but we haven't seen many. Like, so I'm not even thinking about that, which is good. Like, you know previous years by now we're thinking all right we're going to be probably yeah, we've
1: we've, we've well, probably drew, drew, drawn a couple of those by now right
0: exactly we're already
1: <laughs> we're already keeping you
0: know we're already looking ahead so all right uh, that's what I, I that's the one good thing about this now even if we do lose listen we got to this spot and um listen if we win we're still in the hunt if we lose we're probably out but we'll see but um we'll see what the the rest of the week holds here um as we get through the games real quick uh, Buffalo they um they come, they came out with a win um, and they're going to travel to Chicago who took the loss at home to Philly, uh, Chicago, Chicago. I mean, Buffalo's got to take care of them. I think.
1: Yeah. But Chicago surprised the crap out of me now. Now thinking about that, right. Uh, Chicago put the, the Eagles through the paces, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, they almost came came away with that. Yeah. So now it you're thinking, did scared. the Eagles, did the Eagles play down to them? That's the reason why, you know. Yeah. So
0: that's a possibility. And Buffalo came off that big win at home against Miami, and and Miami surprised me. We'll, we'll get into their game too, but Miami yeah. surprised me playing up in Buffalo in the weather. But it didn't get get going with the snow until later on in the game. So maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. But they played pretty well in the cold for a while. They
1: would- yeah well they' were a better team they they were a better team we knew um um personnel wise that they were a better team and we've we've been we've seen the growth of that team from the you know um we know they could throw the ball downfield. now we're seeing the other parts of that offense kind of take hold and they they're a little they're a, a more dangerous team um now than they were even when they were throwing all those yards downfield. so the fact that they, in my opinion, the fact that they played the way they played in the in the moment that they did, and in the right. place that they were, I think kind of uh, kind of ex- kind of showed you that they were a better team than you think. They're not just this, you know, run and and gash you with this long. But mm-hmm. yeah, they could do that. But they could also slow it down and take you apart that way too. Uh, so it's it, it's incredible to see what the AFC East has produced this year, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. AFC's got some really good teams, unlike the NFC, but AFC definitely for sure has got some good ones. Um, And uh, next game up, you got the Saints traveling to Cleveland. Both teams kind of, I think they're, well, the Saints are probably still in it because the NFC is a mess right now, but uh, Cleveland, they came off, they beat Baltimore 13-3, and the Saints won their game. They beat Atlanta. So,
1: what do you think? Yeah, you man. The the what what do you how do you describe these teams? In my opinion, like if you watch Atlanta, what is Atlanta? They, you know, I mean, I that know whole, they've had some crazy injuries, and that I whole think whole division a messed. The NFC stuff,
0: <laughs> right? The Falcons, yeah, they, the Panthers, yeah. the
1: Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's
0: the
1: it's it's this is what I, you got to come up with an ag- adjective to kind of describe. The the chaos <laughs> that's going on in the in that division and and in a lot of it a lot of it makes absolutely no sense. But that this Falcons team is what we thought we were going to get all season. We didn't know they were going to win as many games that they as they had. I think that's kind of a, a, a kind of a, a kudos to their coaching their coaching staff over there this is the, this is the what and what they've been the able Browns. to do. Oh, sorry about that. Thank that's you. Right. Um, no,
0: Saints and Browns. I mean, but still, yes. To me, Cleveland is like. They're in they're in limbo, right? They got they got uh, Deshaun Watson back, so they're going to be more for next year. Like now, they're just kind of. Well, kind of- I've
1: seen. Well, I saw a couple plays. I saw a couple plays of 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 Deshaun Watson, and I thought the the kind of improvisational skills that he was trying to use in the la- in the first couple games that he played. Um, I think I saw that. I saw it kind of taper down to him being a little bit playing within more, within, of, within that offense a little bit, and you kind of saw that part of his game. It's kind of scary the kind of player this guy is because for him to be able to be an, improvis- uh, an improvisational quarterback and, and, and they kill you like that, but also quiet his feet and play in within a pocket and be freaking accurate down the field is ridiculous. You know, and and the crazy thing about it is that, again, this is his first time playing in this offense, and he hasn't played in a long time. Over so a year and a now, half. Yeah. So <laughs> now you watch, amazing, it, you know, and, and I watch a few plays and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a hell of a quarterback, man. And when he gets when he gets going. Yeah. When he shakes yeah.
0: that rust off, that's why next year Cleveland's mm-hmm. going to be a team to watch out for, unfortunately. But um, yeah.
1: But right now, no, they yeah. have they have too many injuries, too many issues all over the place. I have question. I have a question. I I don't know what they're gonna do on defense. I, um, this is something that we, you know, when we do our team breakdowns for the end of the year, we're gonna have to revisit a um talk about because they have a lot of talent on that defense. For them to not be better is kind of, you know, it's something we really have to figure out what's going on in the, on that defense that kind of that's holding them back.
0: Yeah, I, I still think this year was just a mess for them because of the Watson thing off the field, but. You know, then you had J- Jacoby Brissett kind of holding the fort down for a while, so I think they were it just kind well. Of, uh, you know, they were just kind of—I I don't know—they I-, I think it, I think it got to them. The you know, the off the field crap with Deshaun Watson all that stuff. I think it got to the team a little bit early on. Lately, they've been playing a little better defensively, but yeah, I, you know, even if they finish, even if they run the table here and they they finish nine and eight, you know, they probably don't make the playoffs. But I don't know. I think it's a team to watch out for next year, but I think you're right. They got to figure something out in the offseason. And I think with a more stable offseason, I think it'll be better for them because last offseason was a complete, you know, poop show because of Watson. So, um, but uh, next game up, you got Houston. Houston, who almost uh, pulled off an upset again this for the second week in a row. They took Kansas City to overtime 30 to 24, but they ended up losing so they play at Tennessee who's at 7 and 7 now but like i said earlier it looks like Tannehill's going to be done for the year yes so that just makes it that much tougher for Tennessee
1: um yeah Tennessee we 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 we've, we've spoken about Tennessee's issues on their offensive line with um the the fact that um they're missing wide receiver um the kid the kid that they drafted to play wide receiver for them yeah he um, might he's come been back injured. This
0: week. Traylon Burks.
1: Yeah, he might be back. Yeah, Burks. Um, he might be back this week. Um, so they're missing a lot of things, like you said. Tanella is going to be out, and that changes the dynamic of things on that offense. Um, if they can't run the ball, they will they will have major issues doing anything. And and and, um, their offense was their defense or defensive backfield were, it was was kind of exposed this week or last week. So, and i
0: I'm, I'm going to say it might be a blessing in disguise to see. Mm. Tanny Hill being out because now you could see what this kid could do. Willis down the stretch here, the last three, four games. Like,
1: let's see how I, he could play. Yeah, I think I think it's. I, don't know. I think I yeah, I think they drafted him because they thought he has certain. You know, um, he just needs to learn. You know, learn his way around the offense, learn his way around the NFL. Um, he's way too early in his in his uh, I mean, think you about, know, in his career, you know. So it, it's won gonna the take division
0: time. And they made the playoffs. Even with Tannehill, right? They're not beating Buffalo or Kansas City.
1: Or the I, Bengals.
0: Right. They're not no. beating any of those teams in the playoffs. So no. This might be a kind of a blessing in disguise. I know it's it stinks for the Tennessee fans, right? Because they want to get to the playoffs. But listen, if you don't make it and you get to see what this kid Willis could do down the stretch, maybe, you know, maybe he's your quarterback for the future. You know, you, you don't know at this point. So to see him play a few games, see what he could do. Um Next game up you got Seattle who's starting to starting to lose games here down the stretch. Um, mm-hmm. they lost uh Thursday night to San Fran last Thursday night 21-13 in a close game. Still lost and then Kansas City of course like, like I said they they had to go to overtime to beat Houston. So what do you think here? This should be a pretty good matchup. Seattle at Kansas City.
1: Yeah, um the way uh, Kansas City has been playing all over the place, all over the map. Um, but, but I think the more interesting thing is what. What do you think? Uh, Seattle is regression to the mean, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I think. I think it's partly because they've had. It, um, they were having injuries in certain places. I think. Uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Lockett didn't play the last game, did he? He's been because out. I a think of weeks he was now. Yeah, he's injured. So that takes away one weapon, you know, Smith doesn't have. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's a big-time issue. I think they've had issues running the ball of late, which is a a big part of their offense. And that's one of the things that uh, their coach uh, preaches constantly, that that offense runs through um, the fact that they could move the ball on the ground. Um, So – and I think a little bit of that, you know, the – Cohesiveness between the offense, special teams and defense is kind of falling apart because like you said, the the offense is not holding it holding up its ends of the bargain. Um, you know, Smith has been turning the ball over more often now. So it's putting the defense into situations that they weren't in earlier in the season. And they're being exposed. I think if I think if you I think truthfully, if you look at it truthfully, I think that would be the reason why they're falling apart now. And I think under the circumstances, having to go play a team like Kansas City right now is not the best of things. So, yeah, uh, that's not a good look.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I mean, Seattle right now is on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. So they need a win here. Kansas City's cruising, of course. You know, they're doing their thing. Um, And the Giants coming off their big win at Washington. A little bit of a shocker there. They play at Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, comes back from their – Uh, unbelievable victory against the Colts at home uh, last week. Uh, Greatest comeback in NFL history, down 33 to nothing. And they come back and win 39, 36 in overtime. Uh, But it goes back to Jeff Saturday being the head coach. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, anybody could coach. You know, they made such a big deal about it. Now you could see why some of these veterans were making a big deal about Jeff Saturday, just getting this, Head coaching position out of nowhere with no coaching experience whatsoever, you know,
1: and yeah, this is the well, kind of game well, I I, well, of course. <laughs> I mean, it, it it goes without saying that coaches that have coached for years would know exactly what coaching means, <laughs> right? I mean, I again, there's no, and everybody has to only basically perfect any any um, comment they're gonna have about this thing. With, you know what, just Saturday is a very nice guy and a respectable man and played so and so amount of years on the NFL. He has not coached before. I don't understand what about this is so, it's almost like, a, you know, you just discovered gold or something. If you have not coached before, I don't care how much football you played, you're not a coach. This is it's separate right. <laughs> from being a player. So you cannot all of a sudden state that because he played for so many years, he he is going to be a good coach. You don't know that. Nobody knows that. And not only nobody knows that, the people that have coached for long periods of time, that you, you take their, their word for it, that it's almost impossible to ask a man that has never coached to coach a whole-ass football team in the pros, as his first coaching job. He's never coached high school. He's never coached college. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, all these people come out and they're like, yeah, because they know what they're talking about.
0: Exactly. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I still don't understand why Ursa felt the need to fire his coach. I, I can know.
0: understand that, but hires, just step up one of your coordinators. To be the head coach, if you want, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But yeah, the, I don't know not
0: the, the best owner, GM, yeah.
1: And, the, and 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 on the other hand, the Vikings is the best, the best set of Vikings that we've seen in a long time. Um, Kirk Cousins don't have the numbers that he normally has, which is incredible. Because normal, because this is what we normally say, right? There's certain people when we start talking about Kirk Cousins. We talk uh they refer to him as a a stat pattern, right does not throw that many interceptions make sure he throws a specific amount of touchdowns and gets the yards If when it especially people uh, i've I'm tired of hearing people talk about it where they they say oh he's always throwing all these yards in 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 moments where his team is down by a lot already so he it's it doesn't matter. uh let's be real. This is the best Kirk Cousins we've seen. And it's not the numbers. He's made significant plays when the team needs needed him to do, the, do it the most. That's what's different about Kirk Cousins now than it was. Yes, he's made the same mistakes. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> he's made so he's still he's still made some horrible mistakes. But what separated, or oh, I think what's kept the, the Vikings where they are is that Kirk Cousins has played better in moments when they needed him to this year than he's ever did in his in his in his in his career. And I think I think that's why I believe this is the better Kirk Cousins. I don't care about the stats. I think the fact that he has done what he's done for his team when they needed him to is what makes this Kirk Cousins better than the ones that had the 4,800 yards passing, 38 touchdowns or whatever it was. Doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. matter if you're losing. This is this is where you win your team. You win your team when they need you need you the most and you and you you make the play.
0: Yeah. And you know what the NFC is wide open. So you know you got San Fran, you got Philly, and then the rest is could be wide open at at that point. You know what I mean? The rest of the yep. That rest of the league is the rest of the AFC is wide open. So
1: NFC, excuse me. So don't say that. Don't say that too loud. There might be a (laughs) Cowboy fan hiding somewhere around.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get to the uh, Cowboys. We'll get to the Cowboys. Why I'm saying this, but no, (laughs) this is to me a good challenge for them because the Giants have been playing better. I mean, they're at eight, five and one. So we'll see how they handle themselves on the road against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, Next game up, you got Cincinnati. Another team that's red hot. Um, they just came. They just came back from beating Tampa. They were down, I think, seventeen nothing or twenty. What was it? Twenty to nothing or seventeen nothing? Yeah, at one they point.
1: were down. Yeah, they were down. Yeah, I and can't remember what back, the score was. Yeah, yeah, which was
0: pretty impressive on the road. Uh, and Brady is not so good. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, he uh, hasn't been good at too. all. And they, yeah, and they traveled to New England who, of course, lost that ridiculous game at uh, Las Vegas. I mean, I don't know how Jacoby Myers made it back alive or still on the team after that play, but... Um,
1: oh, man. I felt bad. Sorry.
0: At all, man. i, I, I did. I
1: did. I felt bad, but I'm laughing because for years, this is what we were known for, right? Making stupid yeah. Jets fans. That should Jets be
0: us. Team, making the stupid...
1: <laughs> yeah. I think... I think... in 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 in, you know to to commemorate the, the butt fumble we should replace the butt fumble with this with that this particular new england play should be the butt of all jokes for the next whatever along until the other stupid one comes along because this makes made absolutely no sense i don't care what any like i was standing there with my Hands on my hips, like my mother. Like if I was doing, my mother caught me doing something stupid when I was a kid. I I I could not. I was just. Did you understand what he was doing?
0: No, (laughs) not in a tie game. If the game, if you're losing, you know, and that was the last play. Yeah, all right. You know, every team does that, but on the last play.
1: Yeah, that'll be it. it,
0: Take a knee. Go to go to overtime. (laughs) made
1: no sense nobody understood what was going on it 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 was the but the biggest brain fart we've seen since probably in the nba when uh uh lebron played with uh, this kid forget his name man and he kind of was supposed to um i don't know run down the clock and he did he did or whatever the hell he he did i forgot i forgot exactly whatever it was but whoever basket, whichever basketball fans listen to this, they will understand what I was, what play I'm talking about. Um, but um, <laughs> it, it was crazy to see. But um, on the other hand, the Bengals are getting hot right when they need to. Oh yeah. Um, and and the thing that it, that engineered that run to the Super Bowl was that defense. And guess what? This the defense is what's helping. Um, that's kind of helping them do the same again. Um, that, uh, kudos to their defensive coordinator. A lot of plays that are uh, innovative, well thought of. Um, they have so much talent on that on that defense and guys that are willing to do so much that it's incredible, in my opinion. Um, we don't talk enough about it. We spend too much time when we talk about the Bengals, talking about Joe Burrow and Chase, and, and, and all these guys and we need to give kudos to their that defense man they can enjoy ball in right now
0: and it's a big game for both I mean New England right now is on the outside looking in for a playoff spot with their loss um and Cincinnati's looking to move up and maybe get that number one spot because they're only a game behind Buffalo for the number one seed so this is a big game for both for both teams should be an interesting one uh interesting. Detroit, yeah Detroit goes on the road after beating us on the road. They go to Carolina, who lost to Pittsburgh at home. Uh Carolina's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Donald quarterbacking for them. So
1: <laughs> Detroit. Detroit is the hottest team in the NFL right now, yeah. other than the Bengals. You take you take that into consideration. This is a game. It's over. Um it's crazy the to bang, think the, that Detroit has in the is Yeah, they ha- they do. And not only do they do they have a shot in the at the playoffs, I don't see. There's not too many teams that are happy about this. Because I don't, I don't know if you want to play them.
0: No, definitely. I not. don't.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think you want to. You want to entertain <laughs> the Lions in the playoffs at all? It should be. It should be but listen,
0: if they win, it's going to open up a lot of eyes. If if they haven't opened them up yet, so yes, very interesting. You got uh, Atlanta. We were just you were just starting to talk a little bit about Atlanta earlier. They lost on the road to new Orleans 21 18 and they're going to play Baltimore and Baltimore is right now without Lamar Jackson they're kind of in Mm. a tailspin themselves they're at nine and five they uh lost last week 13 to three against Cleveland which we mentioned a little bit earlier and Tucker missed a couple of field goals well he missed one he got one blocked so threw a pick incredible in the red zone so yeah it was not a pretty game for Baltimore so
1: yeah. Um. Then you know. Um. We we were talking about Josh Allen. We always talk about how team hit the Bills become too Josh Allen centric at times, and and that kind of bites them in the butt. Uh. Unfortunately, that's what the Ravens do. Also, they're way too Lamar Jackson centric and take Lamar Jackson out of the the equation, and this is what you get. Um. You get sub path play on offense, and for some reason the defense follows. Um. The one thing that was a, bright, a shining light was the fact that J.K. Dobbins looked healthy. Um, last, I think the week before that, he did look—he did look healthier, even if he looked awkward running <laughs> because he would. It's like you know, you're still not sure if you're a hundred percent after having surgery. Um, but this week, he looked a little bit more, and it looked like he's getting there. Um, and you, we know that they could do that, right? We know that the Ravens could run the ball. There's no. If ends or buts about that, what we we want to see is the growth of the passing game. And unfortunately, they still haven't supplied these quarterbacks with wide receivers. And they're gonna, in my opinion, always fail as a as a team if they don't have wide receivers. They're not going anywhere. They they're not gonna play any of the significant powers in the AFC and beat them if they don't have wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I I'm still amazed. Like you look at Baltimore, you look at their wide receivers. It's pretty sad. Yeah, you know, like they haven't given this guy any weapons. You know, anything remotely close to a weapon, I should say, at wide
1: receiver. So, but don't pay him though. Don't pay him.
0: No, no, yeah, that's the other thing. And then don't pay him. So unbelievable. But anyway, yep. uh, next game up, you got Washington. They're clinging on to a playoff berth here. Yeah, they're in. They got the last wild card spot. Um, they go to San Fran, who doesn't matter who's quarterbacking, right? They've gone through that as their third quarterback, and they're still ten and four, and and just rolling. Uh, last week they beat um, who did they beat last week?
1: Oh, I oh they, they, they,
0: they beat Seattle. I'm sorry. Yes, they won at Seattle. So Purdy, you know, Mister Irrelevant, is just. Steering the ship, <laughs> right? <laughs> San Fran, yeah. Just keep winning.
1: Yeah, um, um. I think I, I, have said it multiple times. that Kyle Shanahan is my favorite play caller in the NFL. I play designer, play whatever the hell you want to call it on offense. This guy knows how to do it, and he knows how to make his offensive players comfortable. Um. I think I think I think the thing that we're missing, and um, and I think it doesn't you know, pass the smell test with the narrative that, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. So apparently he couldn't play football enough to get, almost didn't get drafted. So um, Mike Shanahan, um, Kyle Shanahan saved him and is able to work his magic and get him to play. If you look at this kid play, he has a specific skill set. He was good in college. He passed, he threw the ball a lot in college. So he has... The experience of throwing the ball. He's a, a, a more, he has a better athletic profile than Jimmy G does. So he gives the 49ers a little bit of a bet, uh, a different kind of uh dimension. Um so you you put all of that together and then Kyle working his magic. And I think you you get a player that could be just do just enough to let to let to let the the offense move because we know how many how many um, playmakers they have on uh, on the in that offense so you 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 pair that with a guy just give the playmakers let them play you know just give the ball to the playmakers let them play man get the ball to them and that's it and that's what he's been doing and it's awesome to see somebody of his caliber play on that level I know his family was happy to see that that's the, those are the stories that I love about the NFL, man. So I'm I'm happy for him. And and let's be real, that it's not gonna be easy to beat that team. I don't care which who's playing quarterback for them. They they that all that defense is scary as hell.
0: Yeah. No,
1: yeah, Washington. Yeah, they
0: have I'm still shocked that they lost to the to the Giants uh last week on Sunday night, but um they're still in it. So they still have a shot at Washington, the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Isn't Chase? Isn't Chase supposed to play this week? That—that's what I heard now.
0: Yeah, that would be huge for them. Um, yeah. And then the, to me, the the game of the week—well, a little bit less now because of Jalen Hurts is going to probably be be out. They're saying he might play, but um, it looks like it's going to be Gordon Minshew for Philly. They're playing at Dallas. Philly, of course, coming off the victory against uh Chicago, where they snuck out of there with a victory and then dallas lost in overtime to uh jacksonville which was a uh, kind of a shocker there i would say it
1: uh, was a shocker
0: 40 to 34 Ugh.
1: on a pick what six are we twice. doing
0: <laughs> right
1: man I, that's, listen that's i, I think as much oh yeah exactly and and I, I was telling I was telling uh, my coworker that's a, uh, a Cowboys fan. I was telling him at this point, you think losing this way at the end of seasons is part of the Dallas Cowboys DNA? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just seems like they do. They that's just what they do. It's I don't get it. Um, it's almost like how you know, you know, um, it's a cultural thing to in to be a you know a cheesehead. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers, you wear cheese, you know, you wear a plastic piece of cheese on your head, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, it, <laughs> I think it goes with being a Cowboy team to just inexplicably lose games <laughs> to, to teams that you know and in, in reality is weaker than you <laughs> at the right. end of the season. I don't get why they do that, that's how they do it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but they're gonna have their hands filled. I don't, whoever's playing. For the Eagles, doesn't matter. The Eagles are an uh, incredibly talented team. You know, yes, Hertz gives them, especially the way his game has matured, gives makes them that ultimate team in my opinion. Um, But don't don't get it twisted. That run game is still a problem. The offense line is still a problem, and that defense is still a problem. So you still have to go through those if you're going to beat them.
0: And they are finally getting Dallas Goddard back. So they're going to yes. start getting healthy down the stretch too. So we'll see how that ends up without Hertz. Um, and then you got Vegas playing at Pittsburgh. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. Uh, <laughs> so the Raiders are playing at Pittsburgh. The, the sad part of it is Franco Harris passed away.
1: Yeah, man. Um, man.
0: And they were going to retire his number. So R. Far, R. I P. think that's still planned to do that this weekend, but I don't know, uh, you know, with his family are they going to be there and it's gonna be it's it's sad that you know it was going to be such a special moment and now it's you know it's obviously it's like a it's it's being pushed to, to the side now unfortunately because of Franco Harris's um uh death today which was uh very sad I mean out of the out of the blue too people said oh I've yeah.
1: seen him last night and so. Yeah, that's that's one of those, right? Um, those are the ones I hate the most, man. I know mm-hmm. it's not only me. I think we collectively hate those the most. Yeah. Um, where where a guy just passes away and you don't have no idea, you didn't know he was sick, nothing. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's sad, but uh, going far, I do not know what the Raiders are. Do you? I have no idea. No. Um. The steel. No. <laughs> the, the steel. The Steelers, on the other hand. Um. Um they're just they're okay, team. They could you know, they could still battle. um they they will get in your nose if you let them. Uh, but let's be real, they're not you know they're not making that much noise. Yeah,
0: yeah. this is not
1: this is not you know, this is not a game that's gonna be that um it might be competitive because to me there's this there's, there's similarities between those two teams, but in my opinion, uh, the Raiders should be able to win this game,
0: and basically, the winner, stays in the playoff hunt and the loser gets knocked out with their ninth loss. So, cause they're both coming in at six and eight um, green Bay. They travel to Miami green Bay. Um, they're coming off a home win against the Rams 24 to 12. And of course, Miami coming off their tough loss at, at Buffalo in the cold and a little bit in the snow towards the end of the game. Um, Miami eight and six green Bay six and eight. Green Bay holding on to a some kind of a playoff hopeful here if they could win out,
1: but whatever that is,
0: one more, yeah, one more knocks them out, and this might be it.
1: Yeah, they're playing again a a team that we just mentioned that just that just be getting better and better down the stretch. So i i I don't think Green Bay is ready to play Miami and win. So i'm i'm with, i'm i'm gonna say uh, Green Bay wins this. I mean Miami wins this. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then this is an awful game. Ten Denver at the Rams. Both teams four and ten. The Rams tied. I think the nineteen ninety nine Denver Broncos team coming off their Super Bowl win in ninety eight uh, with the most losses by a by a reigning Super Bowl champion. Yeah, uh, with ten losses. So. Uh, not a good finish to the season for the Rams, but they did get good news. I think it came out today. Stafford said he is planning to return because I know some, some were thinking he was going to retire, but he is coming back. So I don't know. Uh, but the game is probably going to be an ugly game.
1: I would think. Yeah. The Broncos (laughs) defense is no Broncos defense is no joke. No.
0: Yeah. But their offense is complete opposite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a joke, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah so <laughs> so that's basically what it is it's gonna be a it's gonna be a joke against a joke
0: that <laughs> um
1: the the Rams the Rams don't they i don't know what they have
0: right I don't they, know what they have either anymore
1: I don't know what the rams have the one yeah. thing we know in this game is there's a team that has something is as in the Broncos defense that defense is uh, the, is a high end caliber defense that could cause you a lot of problems and uh, they just don't have an offense um recently there's been a little uptick in, in in production by that offense i i would say um but i don't know i don't know what that means going forward um i don't know if that even means anything so yeah i, I don't think it was a, it's significant enough to mean anything anyway
0: yeah i think it's a game that not many people are going to be watching especially it's christmas yes.
1: so <laughs> we're not watching it
0: no <laughs>
1: eggnog please
0: yes Give, give us the drinks. Uh Sunday night game. Surprised they didn't flex this one out, but Tampa Bay coming in at six and eight. They're coming off their loss against um uh Cincinnati against and they're going to Arizona to play the uh the Cardinals. Cardinals, of course, lost their game at Denver 24 15. So this is another game where, you know, I guess it's just gonna be Tom Brady on, on display. Sunday night game.
1: Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> what is what is, I don't understand. Please explain to me what the box Buc, the defense is, because so many weeks that that defense was a no-shot. And then. Glass. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? They're still know. the same. T- they still have the same talent. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I know they're missing their pass rusher, their main pass rusher, or a couple of them, some guys on the defensive line, but, but it's they the same not miss. system. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't get it. And I know, I know that offense just is atrocious right now. And Tom, I think Tom Brady, this is the worst football we've seen Tom Brady play in it. Yeah. And it most definitely the most, the worst football he's playing back to back to back. I've never seen Tom Brady play that much bad football. So. Yeah, I don't know what they are right now. The Cardinals, another team that, (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, they're a mess. Yeah.
0: I I think, too, with with Brady, just getting back to him quickly, I think that he's going to be the storyline, I think, for this offseason, like, because he's a free agent. So where's he going to end up? Is he going to retire? What is he going to do? Go back to New England. I don't know. Mm. Go out west somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. Sure, yeah. And then to end it up, Monday night, uh Chargers travel to the Indianapolis Colts. Chargers, of course, they're they're in the playoffs now. Colts, they are not. Um, they're coming off the uh the worst uh comeback loss ever after being up 33 nothing. I still can't believe they lost that game, but um can they recover? Like are they gonna win another game now after they lost? That no, game? they're not.
1: Yeah, no, they're I don't not think so either. <laughs> no, they're not. They do not they listen, these guys lost that game even up being 30, up 30 i think it was 33 13 or whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. and when when you were still up by that many points and they looked like they gave up yeah they yeah they were up by a bunch of points and they still looked like they were like oh no it's over <laughs> and you're like, what? It's not. You're up. They knew what was coming. <laughs> Apparently, man, it, it looked that way. It looked like they had given up. It, it, it was incredible to watch. Yeah. The fact that I, you know, I was mad at the Vikings. Because to me, I, I kind of X'd out the Colts. The fact that the Colts were up on the Vikings by that many points was incredible to me. And everybody's trying to pat the Vikings on the back. No, I wouldn't pat them on the back. I'd slap them in the back of the head. (laughs) How in the hell is one of the worst teams in the NFL up on you by 33? How? (sighs) They cannot. If the Vikings want to go anywhere, they cannot have these kind of games. They can't do that. Right. You know, you you can't go to sleep against any team in the NFL. This is the pros, man. They ain't college. So. I know.
0: So anyway, that's the week, man. That's that's gonna be week uh 15. I'm sorry, week 16 in the NFL. Um, hopefully we'll get some wins, a win this week to keep our yes, player sir. folks alive. That would be great. Um, just want to tell everybody have, have have a great happy holidays, whether it's happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is. Enjoy it, man. And we and, will yep. we will see you guys next week
1: enjoy everything guys and drinks drink and drive safely drink sparingly or responsibly and take care of your loved ones love everybody take it easy take care